We want to welcome you into the 15th episode of Trojan Talk. I'm Zach Taranko alongside Jeff Christopher and Cole Purvis. How are you guys doing this morning? Cold, but okay. Cold, yeah. It's uh, it's a little bit nicer than it, than it has been normally, but uh, it's it's still pretty frigid here in Saco, Maine. We want to start by talking about uh, some TA sports last night. We broadcasted the boys basketball loss to Von Eagle, their fourth loss in five games. And guys, right now TA struggling pretty bad, not really... You know, working well on offense, defense, not too great either. And just all around, it went from, you know, 9-2, and two, really playing well, to now 10-6 and six and falling down the standings. What is going on with TA right now? What do they need to do before the playoffs start? You know, I think that it's one of those things, when you're in the season, it's tough to kind of gauge what's going on. But when you, when you, when you kind of end the season, I think when they look back at this, they're going to say, you know, this team played as hard as they could, and Coach Davies got as much out of them as possible. I mean, they don't have a superstar on this team. You know, they don't have someone like we've seen the last two games, like Bouchard, like um, the guy from EL. I can't remember his name at this second. But um, those kind of guys who can, can score 20 points a night and can put you on their back. And, and yeah, they have some guys who, who once in a while will step up, um, and they have a lot of great role players and some good players. They don't have any great players right now. And yeah. I think, you know, of course, yeah. like Will Davis can be definitely, Alicio is going to be a great player. Like this team, I think, is a year away from being a, a state title contender. Yeah. They're definitely, I think the four seed is perfect for where they're going to end up because I think seeing the other teams, you know, team like Sanford doesn't have a lot of superstars either, but they're so deep and experienced. So I think what you're seeing now is is they're coming a little bit back down to earth. They beat up on the teams they should beat up on, which is great. Um, they've had maybe one or two losses they shouldn't have, but I mean, in the, in the long 16 game season, you're going to have that. Yeah. You know, can they can they upset someone in the playoffs? Yeah, I think they can play with anybody. I don't think they're going to blown out by 20 or 30. But you know, I, you look at last night in the last few games that we've seen, almost all of them now. It's just they make they 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 continually get down in the first quarter. Like they're just not starting out strong. And when you get down. 12, 15 points, they, they always claw their way back, but they put in so much energy to do that, they kind of run out of steam. So I think when you look back at it, I mean, they've had a great season considering what they came in with, losing so much from last year's team, yep. which probably would have won a state championship, and still with eight seniors, yet the future looks bright. So it's an interesting transition year. Mm -hmm. um, but, I, I mean, I, I'm bullish on them in the future. But for right now, I mean, I think we're just seeing where they really fit, and that's really like the fourth best team in Class AA. Cool. Yeah, it's really unbelievable how they start every game um, – they start every game down in the first quarter, and it's like a theme of every single game. Uh, and then they have to just scrap and claw their way back into the game. And um, I agree. I think this team is a year away. Uh, they can definitely upset anybody in the playoffs. Um, but the good news is, at least for the first round, they're probably going to play a team that they've already beat. And, um, you know, when Will Davies isn't having his best shooting night, it's tough for them to run their offense. And last night you just saw – they gave Bonnie Eagle the lane every mm -hmm. single time. I mean, a lot of easy drives for them, and their defense was just not great last night. So it's not a good time to be playing your best, and, um, I mean, they got to get it right for the playoffs. The thing is, too, they love to play the transition game, yeah. obviously, very very fast, And uh, but the problem is they turn the ball over when they do that too much. Yep. You know, and so they're, they're playing kind of the Golden State style, you know, run and gun. Just, you know, guys like Kamari and Anthony Jones love to shoot the three, but, again, as Cole said, when, when they're not making them, it's really frustrating to watch when they're yeah. turning the ball over and then missing threes. So it's tough. They're, they're kind of caught in two different places. Yeah, well, now I'm going to switch over to the other boys basketball game we did just, uh, I think it was last Tuesday or Friday. I think it was the Friday before. Yeah. Was the Thursday. Ed yeah, Thursday. It was the Edward Little game, which was absolute chaos. chaos. Yeah, it was it was terrible. I mean, there was issues with the Edward Little coaches and fans, and the game was uh, back and forth, and Tia was down by 20 at one point. What was, I mean, just the thoughts in the game, both of you. Like, what, what, 
what went wrong and what do you think about the Edward Little fans and coaches? And, and I know that, you know, TA's had some issues with the fan section this year, but looking at what happened that game, what, what are your thoughts? I'll let Cole go first on this one. Well, I, th- I thought it was personally really fun to watch. It was very entertaining. <laughs> you would. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I thought the Edward Little coaches, I mean, they were on the floor too much. I hate to complain about the other team's coaches, but I did think that they were kind of overboard and even, like, hyping up some of their fans and stuff like that. But it, both teams really had to just, like, fight mentally j- just to stay in that game. With There were so many, you know, circumstances off the floor with the fans and everything, but uh, the teams did a nice job just staying calm for the most part. And um, I give credit to John Shea. He, it looked like he was really able to calm his team down and lead them to a win. Yep. And credit to TA for coming back. I mean, I know they came up short, but 22 to six is a huge deficit, and then they were down 17 at the half. And um, I mean, I think they learned a lot from that game. I never seen anything like it in all the years yeah. I've watched high school sports. Um, so the game itself, I mean, the atmosphere obviously took a toll because Bonnie, um, Edward Little should have won that game by 15 or 20 yeah. points. They're they're way better than TA talent wise and whatever, as you said, up by 17 and a half. But they let the the outside noise get to them. Uh, and that's why the only reason it was a close game, really. And and credit credit for TA. They, there was one time, you know, again we'll talk about the other stuff in a second. But there's one time where I think we were down two points with like four and a half minutes ago, and and Cody Ruff had a kind of a, a gimme layup, um, but uh, just missed it. And that was the one time we really had a chance to tie it, and we never tied it, and and, and you know, obviously took didn't take the lead. Um, so again, credit to Edward Little. But I think um, like you said, our fans have. Um, had some issues earlier you know Sanford game was not great not a good look for the school but yeah I'm you look at compared to last night okay last night similar thing our rival and Bonnie Eagle uh-huh. tough game the whole time but you know their coach John Trolls a TA alum I mean kept his guys in control and yep. when you have the coach who's not you know making the situation worse and what you saw with Edward Little is their coaches were on the refs from from the get-go you know and I know there's a lot of stuff on social media there's a video of Cody Ruff with push on Shea you know, was it a flop? Was it a, you know, should it be ejected? Whatever. It's so tough to take one little moment from one specific angle, mm-hmm. you know, because again, if you're the official, you know, from behind, it doesn't look as bad if you're behind the play than when you're looking at it there. Anyway, like there were so many other things going on in that game. The coaches, the, the, not only the head coach for Edward Little, but the assistant coaches are out of control, yeah. pumping up the crowd every time there was something. And the funny thing is, like, the the fans who got ejected from right behind the Edward Little bench weren't, weren't even fighting with the TA fans. They were fighting with the refs. They, they said something to the referees, and that's why they got kicked out. Um, and then what happened at the end of the game was just ridiculous. And, and the, the thing about it is, you know, we, we get a lot of, um, we've got a lot of messages from people this year saying our fans are out of control, and they're not wrong, but. Um, it's everywhere. I mean, it's not. It's in Maine. It's all over the country that young people, um, and ever and normal fans too. You're seeing it, it are just because of COVID or whatever else. They're they're doing things that they never did before, and so I think that game especially showed that that it's not because I thought I thought our students handled it pretty well yeah, considering yeah, really you know good. yes they yeah. you know at the end of the game it's like they're basically challenged you know the kid kicks the ball up to the ceiling and, and basically walks within five feet of the student section they're going to respond yeah. um so I think that it was disappointing because it could have been a really great game and I know there was some social media post about Shea that, that that they found you know that they maybe used his motivation but for me it's like it's that's not an excuse to you know to, to treat it's a regular season high school basketball game know. you know that's that's what i would have said if i was the refs to the to the edward little coaches like relax like this is mm-hmm. not life or death this isn't even the state championship um it's just too bad i mean and, and glad nothing major happened um but it was just it was embarrassing to watch 
I know. You know, it's just, I mean, it was exciting. I understand the exciting part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. So it, it's a, it's a learning experience for everybody. And for me, it was a little more of an indication, like, look, you may want to, you know, the people who watch our fans, our students may say they've crossed the line and they do sometimes, but like, this is everywhere. Um, you see stories all over the country of fans getting in fights. There was a fight at the, in the, uh, NFC championship game. Some guy gets in a coma now. Yeah. Some guy, some fan got punched, which happens once in a while, but it's, you're seeing it every week now. So people are just angry. For, at the world for being locked up for two years. So anyway, that, that, that's what my takeaway was. Edward Little, you know, good for them. They got the win. They should have won by way more. I know. You know, and if they would have been up by 10 or 15, then I don't think much much of that stuff happens. So um, tough, tough game for the officials, though. You know what I mean? Like, that is not an easy game. Super physical. Both teams are throwing some bows here and there. So, you know, it's, I don't think they'll meet again because I don't see TA getting the states. But, um, you know, good on, good on Edward Little for getting the win, but a ridiculous situation. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, just to add, I think that, you know, at this point, I think fans are smart enough to realize that if they continued on the road they are, there won't be fans at games, and you won't be yeah. able to enjoy it anymore. And so I think, pe- I think they're gonna, people are smart enough to realize that we want to be able to go, so let's tone it down a little bit. Throw a tee early in the game. That was the only thing that I, that I fault the officials for. If you would have teed up Coach Mike Adams for Edward Little early in the game, the game. Uh, yeah. just, to, just to tell, hey, get your coaches under control because they're not supposed to come on the floor at all, yeah. that totally changed the situation. Once they teed him up later in the game, he was pretty fine for the rest of it. So, yeah. We're going to switch over to girls basketball, who's had a little bit of a better s- second half of the season. Yeah. 13, I wonder why. Yeah, the, well, how'd they get motivated? I yeah, wonder. So you may have missed it. About a, about a month ago, I uh, made an a earth-shattering <laughs> comment here on uh, our Trojan Talk podcast saying that I didn't believe they were state championship contenders. It kind of spread around the team, and I think they've used it as motivation. Uh, I saw your face on a dartboard out here somewhere. I, I, I know. know. Yeah, 13-4, and 8-1 their last nine games, playing uh, fantastic and, you know, going to have a, a home playoff game soon that we're going to be able to broadcast. But, you know, I personally think it's a state championship year for them. I there think we they, go. They, there I, we go. I think they have All a good right. year, but – I want to ask you guys, like, is there – I mean, first off, do you believe that they are state co- championship contenders? But was there a moment for you, either of you, and we'll start with Cole on this one, that you said, you know, this is – you know, they're playing really good now. This is a good team. Well, winning six in a row is definitely a good sign over the last half of the season. Maybe we should say something about the boys' team to get them motivated. <laughs> yeah. We should say they're not a state contender, and then they, they'll all hear that and then start playing really well. But, yeah, the girls, I – you look at Gorham though, and Gorham is just too good of a team. I think Gor- Gorham's beat them twice, right? I believe. Yep. And um, Gorham's going to be standing in their way. You're going to have to go through them. But I think the girls can make a deep playoff run, and uh, they're going to have to make a big upset in the playoffs. But I think they, ha- if they have a good shooting day versus Gorham, they can definitely take down a really good team like them. But um, I, I think they'll probably fall just short of the state championship. But they've been playing really, really well, so you have to give credit to them. I think contenders is a good word. I don't think they're favorites yeah. by any means. Yeah. I mean, look, this is a team I think that could make a run to the state championship or they could lose in the first round. You know, I could definitely see that. And I only say that because of experience a few years ago when they were basically the one or two seed, like four or five years ago, yeah. and they lost in, the, in an upset in the first round because, I mean, it's a little different now because the, the quarterfinals are at the home the home site now, whereas before it was at the Expo or the Cross Insurance Arena, which is just a totally different atmosphere. Um, I think the big moment – I mean, it wasn't one big moment. It's like when they got everyone back. I mean, they they spent the first half of the season with not a full lineup, yep. um, and, and now they're back. So 
I mean, you talk about Gorham, and yeah, they're the, definitely the favorites, but they've had some weird losses too. And again, you're still in this COVID era where anything can happen. Yeah. You know, in terms of you know, one one girl goes out and, and it could change the whole thing. So, I think for for TA, it's, it comes down to Sulikowski and the shooting. I mean, she had yep. a good game last night against Bonnie Eagle as well. Uh, I was talking to Coach Marston last night. He said he thinks Bonnie Eagle's going to be who they're going to play next week mm-hmm. uh, in their first round game. So we'll keep, catch that on. I think it's going to be Wednesday doubleheader for yep. for live streaming. So, um, but yeah, I mean, they're definitely contenders. Um, but it's just they're going to have to shoot the ball well, and, and we've seen them, too, get a little frustrated if things aren't going that well, and they can let up a, a big run on the other end. So just keeping their cool, I think they can definitely do it, but I would say they're definitely in that like second tier mm-hmm. of Class AA. That could happen, but uh, I still would put Scarborough or um, Gorham uh, near the top there. Yeah, I think I think for me, I think I was telling you this the other day, was that you know Massapisic, pretty good team, kind of sitting around that 4 or 5 seed goes out and beats Gorham and then goes out and beats Scarborough and you're like, oh you know, they're good. And then TA goes out and wins by sixteen points. And yeah. you know, that that's more of a, like an idea like, oh yeah, we you know we can beat any team. But they can beat any team. You know, they lost to Gorham, but I think Gorham's beatable. I think that, you know, it's gonna probably come down to a, a class double A South final between Gorham and TA and TA's gonna have to play well. You just want to get that three seed. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to have to play Gorham in the second round. Because yeah. you just avoid him as long as possible. Why yeah. not? But um, you know, I think the the one good thing looking at this program is next year. Like Tulakowski's a sophomore, Dow, Cook, they're all they're juniors. This mm-hmm. is going to be you look at all these teams like Gorm that have uh, almost all seniors, and T is like the only one that has some depth. So uh, they'll be extremely good next year. But very very excited to watch uh, and broadcast those playoff games. We're gonna move over to hockey really quick. Eight and two season so far. We've done a couple games. Jeff, you know, really quick, what is your what what's been so special about this team? You know, we talked about them being having up and down years, but this year obviously an up season. What's what's so special? I mean, they have a couple superstars. You know, Alex St. John. You know, when he's playing, they 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 go to a different level. And we saw a game that he didn't play, um, one of our live streams there, and it definitely affected the way that they played. So, um, yeah, they they definitely could win the states. I haven't seen <clears throat> from the highlights or anything anybody who really sticks out um, from the other teams. Um, for them, you know, it comes down to goal goaltending is a huge part of it when it gets into the playoffs. You know, I've seen teams before that. Have a great game, score two or three goals, but their goalie has a bad night, gives up four or five, and boom, that's it. You know, and and the big thing that we've seen too is penalties. Like you cannot. I mean, they've put themselves. In, I think we're, we're curses. I think they're like, oh, are they zero and two when we've we've or we've done three games? I think they're one and two when yeah, we've broadcasted. Both of the, the losses yeah. to Falmer. And almost all the time is because of penalties. You know, they're just keep the, getting themselves in the box. So keeping discipline is a huge thing. And you know, I think again, I. I I'm not ready to to crown them yet to be the favorites because I've seen this before, you know, and in in the, not these specific players, obviously, but other teams, hockey teams in the past that, that come in in the regular season was some great stuff, but the playoffs are just a whole different thing. But, you know, the fact that they're not going to the Coliseum this year uh, for the playoffs and the Cross Insurance Arena maybe helps them. It's a shorter trip, more familiar surroundings for them if they go to Mariners games or whatever. So, um, but, yeah, I think they just need to finish strong, to hopefully get that one or two seed and, and just get a bye, which will really help. Yeah, and just lastly, when I ask you guys both a, a little odd question here, if you could just pick a matchup, like and you pick it and it gets played in the basketball playoffs, any you know girls, boys, any game you'd like to see, what which two teams would you like to see play? Again? I want to see. I want to rematch of that preseason game between South Portland boys basketball and Nokomis, yeah. because uh, I saw the highlights with basically Estrella versus Flag. Yep. Um, the highlights look ridiculous. It looked like a state championship game, the yeah. way that those guys are going at each other. So, I mean, they're two of the best players we've seen in Maine in a long time. They're both 
very likely not to be here next year because yeah. they're going to go prep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, that 100%, I want to see that. I want to see that game, and I would go to it in person if I could. Yeah. Also, a little sneaky one is I wish Thursday, like tomorrow, that um, TA at Sanford, boys basketball, that's going to be an interesting game too because yeah. if TA wins, they can maybe sneak up to the three or even the two seed depending on what, how things fall out. And obviously we had such a, you know, Sanford hit, what, 13 threes in the last matchup and, yep. and kind of upset TA here, and it was a lot of fan stuff too. Um, I can't go to the game, but I wish I could. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we're, we're lucky that we get to see that matchup tomorrow, TA and Sanford, just a huge game. But I completely agree with the Nokomis and South Portland. That would be absolutely crazy. I mean, you see the highlights from that game. That gym was packed for just a preseason game, and mm -hmm. if you put that with, like, a playoff environment and everything like that, it would be absolutely crazy. We would definitely see some, some big dunks and highlights from Cooper Flag and J.P. Estrella, so... I think the NPA should just make a one-time thing. It's like, you know what? The champion of AA plays the champion of A this year. Let's yeah. just do it once. That would be cool. I, I think for me, it's probably either seeing Edward Little and TA play again. Uh, and, I don't and, want to not, not and, at our gym. And, and, but I think in the, I think it's different in the Crush Turns Arena because yeah. fans aren't that close to the, the court. Well, see, the thing is, though, I think that if that game plays, Edward Little wins by 15 or 20. Yeah. I think the only reason that the, that game was close was not the only reason. One of the big reasons was because the atmosphere and Edward Little just kind of had a moment, but I could see that. It'd be interesting. South Portland EL would be good too because yeah, JP that's probably that might be the state championship yeah. game. Uh, well, that's gonna do it for TA Sports. Now we're gonna switch it over and talk about some professional sports. So we got the Super Bowl on Sunday. Oh, is that this Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty big game, I would say. Super Bowl Sunday, six thirty p.m. Uh, Cincinnati and L.A. Cincinnati with a Cinderella run. They go through the Raiders, the Titans, and the Chiefs, and then the Rams uh, beat the Niners in the NFC Championship so first off your game picks and what would it mean for each team to win the Super Bowl um, I mean Cincinnati hasn't well, made a Super Bowl since 80s 88 or something yeah like you no know, that would be big I mean I, I've been seeing all these things on social media. It's like when Joe Burrow shows up in a nice, you know, outfit and some nice Cartier glasses. He's gonna, they're gonna win the game. <laughs> I, I think the Rams have it. I think it's gonna be an offensive game rather than a defensive game, but. Um, you know, 34-27, something like that. But I think it would mean a lot for the Rams, especially guys like OBJ. Like, it's just, you know, hey, I won. Now I can retire. Now I can, you know, not say I haven't gotten that to that mark yet. So, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a good game. I'm excited to watch it. But it's not the same as, like, Brady or Rodgers or something else like, you know, that being in there or Mahomes and Brady going up against each other again. So, I wish it was like that. But not my not my favorite Super Bowl to watch. Also. No, I'm not super excited about it. Um, and I feel like I'm getting this malaise now the Patriots have, like, no chance to make the Super Bowl for a while. Um, so as far as the game goes, I think it's going to be Rams 30-17. to 17. Um, I, And it really – we were talking about last night off the air just – the offensive, it's the offensive line of Cincinnati versus yep. the defensive line of the Rams is the biggest mismatch of the whole playoff season, maybe. Um, Aaron Donald's going to just just destroy them, I think. So um, I think that's that's the thing. As far as what it means, I mean, Cincinnati mean everything. I mean, they haven't, you know, it's been so long since they've even been there. But, but it means more to the Rams because if you're Cincinnati, if they lose, they're still going to be one of the favorites next year. And they got Burrow and they got a lot of guys. The Rams are all in. They don't have a first-round pick for, until 2024. So... You know, I don't care about OBJ, by the way. That I'm thinking about Aaron. You know, the only one I'm like, okay, Aaron Donald would be nice to get, you know, a, a ring for him. Um, I think Stafford has shown to be a, a very good quarterback. I think, you know, when I think most 
quarterbacks would be pretty good with those kind of weapons. So uh, for them, it means a lot more because, first of all, for McVay, you know, if he gets there twice and loses when he has the better team, like no question he has the better team on paper this time and probably even last time against the Patriots, uh, that's not a good look for him. And also just in general, they went all in. I don't think they can bring everyone back next year. And if they can't get it done, then that won't look good on them. As far as the city, who cares? Like L.A. doesn't care. That's going to be mostly Bengals fans there. So I have no interest in the fans there at all. But, I, you know, the game – I hope it's a good game, but I don't think – I think it's going to be not a blowout, but – two-touchdown, comfortable win for the Rams. Yeah, I mean, imagine telling yourself at the beginning of the season that the Cincinnati Bengals will be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Burrow, Burrow second-year player, coming off an ACL. Yeah, yeah sure, yeah. yeah. That in that be, division, too. I know. They, I thought they were probably going to finish last in their division. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of AFC North fans are not exactly happy that the Bengals are sneaking into the Super Bowl this year. But if you're Cincinnati, I don't think you can survive getting sacked nine times again. No. Like, yep. Your chances of winning, obviously, go down drastically if that happens. And, um, I mean, I think Chase and Burrow could just take over the game. They have an insane chemistry. But if you look on the other side, the Rams might even have a better version of that with Stafford and Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has been so clutch in this postseason. Mm -hmm. I've been waiting for him to kind of fall off, and he hasn't. He's just been continued to be extremely clutch. And uh, I think people are really realizing the actual talent of Matthew Stafford and that uh, you know, when you give him a superstar receiver like Calvin Johnson and then this year Cooper Cup, uh, he can make them really good. And I think that if Stafford wins this game and if the Rams win this game and Stafford plays well, Stafford is a Hall of Famer. Oh, God, no. I, I, I think he is. No chance. Uh, I don't know. It, it, well, that's like no chance, but how you, he still has a few more years. how you look at it. Cause like, or or what, what the what the, cla- like the Hall of Fame classes are the next few years. I guess. You know. Like he didn't do much in Detroit. Like it's one Super Bowl. He, he wasn't able to make a really bad team good, which is for me That's important. It. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, he's he's still fairly young. He's in his early thirties. So if I mean he goes out and wins two Super Bowls, then I mean two is like the number. Like you we win two, you're in. Yeah. Obviously. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I could I just hope everyone stays healthy because I could definitely see a situation where Burrow goes down in the first quarter and then it's like, ugh, this game's over. Because yeah, if he goes down. I don't even know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Ryan Allen. Yeah, one of those uh yeah. Oh god. Yeah, so um I mean, and if, and if Burrow wins, you have to put him in the Mahomes-Josh Allen category. That would just be so huge for him. Yeah. And another thing, Tom Brady went to a new team, wins a Super Bowl for the first year. Stafford could do the same thing. What does that mean for a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson that could switch teams uh, and go to a contender and win? It all depends where they go. I mean, yeah. I, if Rodgers goes to Denver, then I win a Super Bowl next year. I mean, everybody, yeah, I th- everybody loves either. Denver. Like, oh, they're just a quarterback away. I'm like, I think they're more than that. You know what I mean? So... Um, for Rodgers, for Wilson, I mean, I, again, it all depends on the destination. I don't see many destinations that, out there that are just a quarterback away, except for Miami. But you know, they—I don't know—I don't—I don't see them. But with a first-year head coach, I don't see that either. So, I mean, it's definitely possible. But I mean, Stafford went to a great situation, as did Brady. He went to the, basically the most talented team in the NFL. Yeah. You know, it'd be like you know Rodgers going to—I don't even know who like would need a quarterback, but just a super talented team that just needs somebody else. But. Yeah, uh, real quickly, your thoughts on the Bruins season, and it sounds like Tuka Rask is not going to continue playing for the Bruins this year. Yeah, not too good. I don't know if you guys saw the game last night, but Bergeron goes down, concussion, most likely out for a few games. Marshan punches a goalie and then sticks him in yeah. the face. That'll be probably 10 or 15 games. Um, and then Rask... You can't do that? No. You no, can't punch no. him and then stick him in the face? No, oh. and, and the Players Association hates Marshan already, yeah. so it's not going to go well. You know, it, it sucks, but we're sitting in aisle time here before the trade deadline. The Bruins have already said we're going to make moves. We're going to you know, get some good guys. Um, so I'll just wait, and hopefully they can just win a couple, lose a couple, we'll just kind of stay that way until the end. But it is what it is. We move on. Zach is happy. You can tell how happy he is because he hated the Rask experiment. I and did. He, and, I, I and mean, it's failing, I and he loves it. 
But I, I, I think that Rask is being smart. He knows that, like, he's injured again. It's not going to work out. The cap that they're wasting on him, which isn't even that much, it's right. just actually they don't need. And he's going to retire saying, yeah, I helped. I tried. I played a couple yeah. games. I didn't yeah. play very well. Whatever. Yeah, so real quickly again, NBA trade deadline soon approaching. There was a pretty big trade yesterday. Uh, multiple players involved, but mainly DeMontis uh, De Sabonis going to Sacramento and then uh, Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald going to Indiana. I think it's a big W for Indiana. I am shocked that they traded Halliburton. I thought his value was going to be a little higher than that. Uh, he was really the steal of the draft a couple years ago. So what are your thoughts? Who wins the trade? I think Indiana wins a trade and the Celtics lose the deadline because they did nothing. <laughs> like nothing. Like do something. Do you get better or get worse? Well, it's still it's, it's yeah, they could tomorrow still morning. Yeah, true, true. But it just, I, I mean, no. I think I, they Indiana needed that because Sabonis and Miles Turner are playing the same position. It doesn't, yep. work, it doesn't work. Same thing with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I've been saying this all year. <laughs> Wing but, scores. Yeah, but um, they got some space now and a lot of young guys and a ton of cap space. So maybe the Indiana Pace will try to pull somebody else up. Um, but you know. Indiana wins. <laughs> the Kings make another stupid trade, and I don't think Harder Simmons goes anywhere. I think they stay put. Yeah, and and they still have Marvin Bagley, who they've yep. been trying to get rid of for yep. four or five years now. Yep. All right, so that's gonna do it for professional sports. A lot is happening. Super Bowl this weekend. So Zach, you want to close out? Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for watching the fifteenth episode of Trojan Talk. We'll be back uh, soon with our sixteenth episode, and stay tuned for uh, next week. We have a most likely a doubleheader, I think, on Wednesday for uh, boys basketball and girls basketball playoffs. Thank you all for watching.